Wicked Scores. That is right. That we is are it. back. Yes. And we that, are back. Long time no see. And Alex saying Wicked Scores is the only time you're going to hear Alex because he is not on this one, unfortunately. Yeah, no. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so the title phrase is the only time you'll ever hear anything Alex has ever produced on this show. Ever. No. Ever. The no. only thing he's he'll, good for. He'll probably be back. Yeah, hopefully. When he has better internet, yes. And, yeah. yeah. I think I actually know the problem. It might be on our side. <gasps> um, and it might be, when isn't there a problem on our side? It might be a gain issue, so I, I might I might be able to fix that. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, issue I don't with really, gains. You know. yeah. All right, boys. I never have an issue with gains. Anyway. We are <laughs> back. The Wicked Scores is back from a small little... Uh, yeah, meltdown. I guess well, you could say. Well, Ryan, but, uh, you haven't been here in what? Yeah, uh, it's been yeah, three or four three weeks. weeks. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. You know, yeah. I was out on a West Coast uh, road trip here, uh, repping the city. And and you know who else was on a West Quiz? West Quist. All right, there, Reed. There we Thank go. Thank you. All right, no, we <laughs> got West we Coast. got the giraffe himself back. We do. Yes, sir. AKA Roberto yeah. Grande. My my last show was what when we were last semester. Last semester, signing off for New Year's. Yeah, so yeah, that's pretty I big. Am. Welcome back, Rob. And this year has been electric. Back from your Red. suspension, you finally signed your uh, PTO deal uh, after that internship didn't really go as well as Listen, you wanted it to go last semester. He's on a ten day contract. I should have just kept my helmet on and kept walking. But you should have. But he no, took he's it back. off on the field. Yeah. <laughs> But speaking of that, we got a lot of action coming up today. Speaking of helmets, uh, we got the XFL coming up here uh, later on the show. Another sport that wears helmets. NASCAR. Exactly. NASCAR is coming up here in just a couple seconds. And uh, also going to talk some NBA and the magical flopping world of LeBron James. And I'll let you talk about that later. Got physically assaulted, yeah, on live TV. Yeah, I know know about the LeBron flopping story. I saw a little bit of what happened there. Yeah. So we'll go around the horn here real quickly. Of course, you got Cameron. Cameron behind the board. Ryan here. Got Sam, James, and Big Bobbert. Big Bobbert, the yes. only one that propellers would ever call Big Rob. <laughs> one gun in his chicken and rice. But anyways, we'll hop into a little bit of NASCAR. Yeah, a little NASCAR. What do you What uh, do you guys got? So the '88, the '88 is back, baby. Alex Bowman gets a win this weekend at Auto Club. Quite the track, and really the only track in the NASCAR series that you would uh, be okay with seeing some five wide, six wide action with how wide those turns at Auto Club are. Uh, now they did do this nice little ceremony for Jimmy Johnson, uh, having him be from California and all his family was there. His kids were actually the ones that waved the green flag to start the race. And, uh, while the race did not go quite as well as Johnson would have liked it to gone, I believe he finished on the top 10, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was f- like, I think he got top five, top five. Uh, I mean, it's good, but I want to see him get a win at some point. I mean, I mean yeah. I don't remember the last, last time season. the 48 got a win. And it is his farewell tour too. It is. Well, I mean, the thing is though, once you want to go out uh, with a bang, if this was, I mean, he has what a seven-time champion in the NASCAR it's not uh, bad. Yeah. NASCAR Cup Series. <laughs> it's I not mean, bad, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. quite the small resume, I would say. But uh, no, uh, the eighty-eight definitely showed out. I mean, it's the first win for the eighty-eight in quite some time. It's Alex Bowman's second career win uh, with Hendrick's Motor or Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, behind him, though, uh, for most of the race, actually was uh, Al or not Alex Bowman. I was going to say he's the one that won. Uh, Ryan Blaney was pretty yeah. much he had Alex Bowman in his sights for most of the race uh, and then with about three to go he was having some tire issues with that uh, left rear and uh, ultimately had a pit with about three to go and same problem happened for Austin Dillon as well he had a pit with about one to go as well and uh, as a result uh, Blaney ended up finishing back in the 19th position mm-hmm. which you know when you have such a good car all day it's pretty strong uh, pretty strong look until you know unfortunately uh, you run into some errors, and you know, Auto Club's one of those speedways where tire wear 
and damage is one of those uh, main components because you're sliding so much with how wide those turns are. Um, you're pretty much sliding all across the entire track uh, throughout most of the race trying to find the grip, and uh, unfortunately it did impact uh, Ryan Blaney's action uh, yesterday. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, it's always good to see Alex Bowman get back in the victory lane. Something special actually NASCAR did uh, this week because they were so close to Los Angeles. A couple of the drivers had special paint schemes on their cars and they were actually donating the money from their die cast cars which are you know if you ever go to walmart you see the small little cars that they sell you know the old matchbox cars they're actually donating the money made off of the die cast cars made that weekend towards the funds of uh the mamba on three uh foundation as well uh I think that was uh, I'm trying to think who that was. It was either Ryan Blaney. Blaney had the Blaney had, had the purple and gold uh, body yeah, armor. Yeah, but so car. did uh, so did William Byron. Yeah. Byron also did because there, if you don't know, Byron runs on the 24. Uh, the, in the infield, they had the 24 also mm-hmm. stationed out as well next to the 24th logos. lap. Everyone exactly stood 24th up and lap. It was a pretty good. Uh, it was a pretty good showing out there at Auto Club, and you know Auto Club doesn't get I feel like as much respect as it should for the type of track that it Love is. To see it. Uh, but you know it was always a good showing, and I think it was a good race. I think I think honestly, in my opinion, this is the best NASCAR season uh on deck in the sense of like drivers uh that we've seen in a while you know typically you have some of those drivers that round up the back of the pack and you know i hate to drop names but like timmy hill uh, a lot of drivers that don't really have the funds to compete weekend in and weekend out but uh i think this year it's pretty well rounded and you got mm-hmm. a lot of drivers a lot of really good drivers right now filling up the field you got some of those younger guys that came in a couple years ago starting to kind of pick up some speed no pun intended and uh-huh. make their <laughs> yeah and make their rounds and uh, start to get some victories here hopefully in the coming uh coming races yeah. for instance you know matthew benedetto so now running in the 21 we're uh three races in uh next week is phoenix another they go out on that vegas road or they go on that uh west coast road trip and uh they got uh uh, they went from Vegas to Auto Club, and uh, now they got Phoenix next weekend, which will be a uh, always a very competitive track. Kyle Busch is typically pretty good there, so even with uh, Kevin Harvick. Uh, and then they head back over towards the East Coast, south or Southeast actually, and they head over towards Atlanta, uh, begin that kind of Homestead uh, action uh, leading off after that. They got Homestead coming up too, which is typically the last race of the year, but uh, with the change of plans now with NASCAR's uh, structure, uh, I believe Vegas is the last race of the year now. Anyone can confirm? No? Cannot confirm. Nor Cannot confirm. I. I believe Vegas is now the last race of the year. Uh, they switched out with Homestead, which had been the last race of the year for quite some time. But uh, yeah, so that's a little bit of a NASCAR news. And that was a very speedily uh, delivered segment. I like. Well, it. yeah, you got You got to be fast when you're talking about NASCAR. Give up on the know? puns. Yeah. Give God. up. That's the, not what I meant. That, okay. The last <laughs> race is uh, Phoenix. Oh, so they're in, ending. Oh, yeah. for some reason I'm thinking they were doing it in Vegas. I think no, they do the it's awards close. in Vegas. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so you'll get a good insight as to everything because I mean Phoenix has become quite the track now since they changed where the start finish line is. It's on that dog leg part of the track now, so it'll be a, it'll be a good look to see you know how these guys handle and uh, especially with the new dynamics packages that always come out. You know, it'll be interesting to see what mm-hmm. the uh, what the guys can do next week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, leading in some other news here, yeah. uh, you want to you want to bring in the uh, next segment there. Uh, Okay. What do we want the next segment to be? <laughs> well, I thought we were going to jump into some MLB action, but that's just me. Some MLB action. And who better to turn this over to than two Houston natives themselves, uh, Roberto Grande and uh, uh, whoever this other kid is, James Kaiser. Go ahead, boys. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, you, <laughs> the Astros getting plumped in nine times in the so, last five listen, games they of spring it. training? Um, there was this one clip of uh, Springer up at bat whole crowd's booing him i think it's against the nats um dude takes one like straight to the uh hip 
but he was about to send that thing into orbit. Uh, it's a very like tense, hostile thing for the players of the Astros to deal with, but they don't really care because there's nothing they can do about it at this point. Do they deserve it? Yes. Should other players be targeting them? No. Is there anything they can do about it? No. Well, I think they're thinking that, you know, if the MLB won't take action, the players are going to take action. But right. the sad part about it is when you really think about it and look at it, a lot of the guys that are playing in these spring training games weren't the guys that right. were involved in it. They, these are guys that are being brought up from, you yeah. know, triple so A, double A teams getting an opportunity here. Uh, just like most teams do in the preseason, they bring up these guys who are, you know, these prospects that they put in the minors that hopefully can, you know, turn around their organizations and get them a championship and these guys are getting absolutely pelted now of course if there's someone that was on the team last year that you know may have had a say in how some of that stuff went down of course that pitcher's gonna throw a line drive right at them but it's you know, just a devastating look for the astros we're I, still predicted to get over 100 wins this season like we're probably still gonna be you know the second or third best team uh so that I doesn't mean, mean you're not, not going to get hit in the face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, yeah, nothing. I don't, I don't well, nothing happened though. So that behavior you got just won't get, fly in the actual. When season. Uh, when did the Yankees play the Astros don't this know. year? If you could look that up for me, one of you guys, uh, see when I'm they play it. each other. Because yeah, I'll tell you what, that's going to be the game to watch. Yeah, I don't care if it's a one o'clock game on a Wednesday or afternoon Dodgers. on TBS. They play May fifth. I'll watch it. May fifth. May fifteenth. Sorry. Oh, or against the Dodgers. Where's that game at? That is at the Astros. So, cool. all right. So, all right. So, when do they play them at uh, Yankee Stadium? Yeah, September. Oh, jeez. Oh, we got. All right, a while so we got a go. little bit of ways <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I voiced my opinion on this the last pod, but yeah, yeah, me too. I think it's really crappy what they did, and I think they deserve everything that comes to them, even all the booze, all that the pelting, you know, that's so disrespectful to be cheated on like that, you know, if you're all the all the their opponents. So, I think they deserve it all. Would you say the same thing though for the Sox? Yeah, but the coming Sox, as a fan of Boston sports, what yeah, the Sox. It's still alleged, like it's not allegedly. I feel like I feel like the Sox kind of got away with it a lot better they than because yes. because if it was the Houston. Sox that got found out first, the, it would be a lot worse for the Sox. But I don't know. I don't really care. You know what I say? Just let them keep juicing. Let them keep hitting. Uh, let let CC hit some sluggers over about five hundred yards and. Well, uh, CC, yeah, CC to Sabathia, exactly. The pitcher, exactly. Have him hit home runs, exactly. <laughs> Anyone I- can do it with juice balls. Good idea, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to hit a ball if you know what's coming than if you're on steroids. Speaking of MLB, did anyone see the video that's surfacing on, I think it's on like Sports Center, it's on everything, of Mike Trout absolutely yes. hitting a freaking <laughs> piss missile uh, at Top Golf. <laughs> this I dude mean, yeah. hit that thing over, I think, the netting that protects the balls from going onto like an interstate. Yeah. Some some guy got <laughs> Someone absolutely is dead. dummied. Uh, you, you know those stories, and you know I hate to bring this up, but you know those stories of like people dropping stuff from the top of uh, – like bridges, like bridges penny. on yeah. the on the like the interstates. Mike Trout just did that though with a golf ball. Like yeah. you legit just entering your dummy. windshield at two hundred I mean, miles per hour. That thing went, <laughs> that thing went to orbit and back. That would pop a tire. I mean, we put it on the Wicked Scores uh, Twitter page, and if you don't follow, it's at Scores Wicked because Wicked Score is taken. Uh, but yeah, at Scores Wicked, we reposted it, called the guy Happy Gilmore. He's an absolute legend, Mike Trout. Maybe try going PGA if you know the MLB thing doesn't work out much longer. Uh, 
But, yeah, I mean, spring training is always a good uh, time to see what's going on in the league. And, you know, you get to see the Astros pelted just about every game. And uh, maybe we'll see some Donnie Brooks happen come the start of the season. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. See some uh, knucks chucked. But uh, but, yeah, speaking of knucks, speaking chucked, of throwing <laughs> balls, speaking about throwing balls and knucks chucked. Uh, the XFL. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 I'm just no. time out. Easy. We got to talk about our sponsors real quickly. No one. So <laughs> no, uh, talking about <laughs> dollar shave club, dollar, no. dollar, shave. <laughs> dollar shave club, Man, Sam, Sam, you need that. Yeah, Sam. But oh. speaking of Sam, Sam, you got to talk to me, buddy. What's up? W- what's the deal with LeBron LeBron's James. Oscar award-winning LeBron performance? Flop the against night. the Grizzlies? Exactly. So uh, while you guys were talking, I was uh, looking up the clip, and he got bumped in the chin like ever so slightly, and he just like stumbles backwards. I know he did. It was, about, it was a one-second delay. Did too. he actually yeah. get hit? Yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he, he gets like, hit, he gets like hit in, the, in the chin oh, God. by uh, Dillon po- Brooks' oh. elbow. And uh, he just like stumbles backwards, like he's been kicked. It's not. It's not like it's the first time he's ever done that. Though. No, it really isn't. It's part of the game. You know? I mean, yeah, it is. It's a scummy. A, as it's, cheesy as it is, like it's just what every other player. It's does. definitely a lot less frowned upon too to do that in a basketball than it is in hockey. Oh yeah. Like diving in hockey is like you're a scum of the earth, but like everybody flops in basketball, especially but, if it helps your team. But here's the thing. The Los Angeles Lakers more like the Los Angeles floppers. Cause Rajon Rondo, who also plays for the Lakers is very well known for flopping. And uh, on the one Shackton, they have him flop backwards onto like uh, the Hollywood star from the walk of fame. And it's oh. pretty, pretty funny. If I, you ask me. Well, and I was watching the Lakers game last night against the Pelicans and Zion is nuts. Uh, first thirty, it was his career high in points last night. It was like thirty-three, thirty-five. Uh, but I mean, they still lost. They did lose. Did you see the They're jersey looking... trade? No. Though between McGee and uh, Zion. Oh my God. Zion, or actually, I think it was McGee that initiated it. Goes up to him, starts to try to do a jersey swap, and <laughs> Zion wanted absolutely nothing to do with McGee's jersey. He just straight up took his jersey off, gave it to McGee. Was like, all right, deuces, and left. I mean, yeah, he probably doesn't want anyone's besides LeBron's no, uh, on the Lakers. <laughs> like, I mean, sure, yeah, blame that's him. fair. And uh, still speaking of the Lakers, they uh, waived one of their guards and are looking to work out Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith. So uh, I wonder if the Lakers make it to the finals again. Not J.R. And, uh, you know, J.R. Smith gets the ball with, what was it, like five seconds left in, if he'll just in the game. <laughs> He's just going to hold the ball and make it go to overtime. I thought he was up. Is that what he I said? Thought, yeah. I thought we was up. He was like, "Oh, I thought time I was thought up." We were winning. <laughs> no, yeah, no. He thought. Yeah, he the thought they were. They were winning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, still in Los Angeles, the Clippers played the Sixers yesterday, and the Clippers won by six, thanks to uh, uh, Shake Milton's fiery performance. And uh, he was number one at trending on Twitter yesterday during their game, and he was on fire. He was knocking down threes, and I think he has the record for most consecutive three-pointers made in in consecutive games. I think he made 14 threes oh my God. consecutively between three games, which is, impre- which is fairly impressive. And uh, speaking of history being made, uh, we got Westbrook and Harden making history in Houston by being the only two NBA duo 
to average 30 points and five assists. This was for the entire month of February. Yeah. I'm, I mean, the Rockets have completely changed since they started playing small ball. We're 10 and two. Uh, I mean, when your center is six, five, <laughs> uh, as Tucker is like, I just, even I was watching the Celtics game and I mean, yeah, that was a close game. Yeah. And that everything. went to OT. I shouldn't have, but it did. Uh, and I mean, we pulled out a tough win and the Rockets are actually looking really good with this whole new system. And I think they'll actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they're second or third in the West going into the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, Houston ends up doing. And uh, speaking of on the topic of injuries, Joel Embiid uh, injured his left shoulder. So now he's out. And uh, I believe this is actually a little bit of a good thing for the Sixers, a blessing in disguise, uh, because it allows the rest of the team to, you know, kind of gather themselves, figure out what they can do. And if Shake Milton is going to perform like he did yesterday, leading up and into the playoffs, the Sixers are going to be a very difficult team to beat. See, my thing with the Sixers is they – I feel like if I had to compare them to something – they're similar in sense to, I would say, at, in, you know, within the last maybe two seasons, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning of the NHL. You want to know why? They're strong within the season. Then once they get to the playoffs, it's like all of a sudden they turn into a G League team. And that's why it's hard for me as a Philly fan in general to get behind it. Because as I sit there and watch, I mean, okay, so I'm speaking as a Flyers fan on the whole here. Like, we're not that great in the playoffs either. No. But whenever, like, whenever I just look at the Sixers, it's like they get my hopes up and I'm just like, ah, uh, nah, not this year, I guess. And the thing is, I, you know, I'm kind of taking the devil's advocate side here of what you said with, you know, maybe giving the rest of the team an opportunity to kind of step up and see what they can do. Look how well that worked out for Golden State. And look where they're at right now. Because, you know, they lost Steph. They lost Draymond. They lost... Uh, Clay's been out for the, Clay, he's out yeah, for the entire season. Yeah, Clay's out for the whole season. And uh, they're, no, they're no better than probably the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> or the Detroit Pistons for that matter. Or the Detroit Pistons for that matter. Or Let's just put it. Michigan sports right now is an Terrible. absolute garbage factory. Yeah. I, I think you the hear reason, that, Alex? Have you listened <laughs> this far? I, I think the reason for... Golden State not Michigan doing State. so hot is because they lost a lot of their uh, better players over yeah. the summer. Yeah, the Sixers have a whole lot more like depth, like and from options. a depth perspective. Yeah, sure. from a depth and options perspective, because you look at it, you have Al Horford replacing Ben S- or uh, Joel Embiid. You have Tobias Harris, who's fairly consistent. Mm-hmm. You have Josh Richardson, who's been playing so uh, decently. Richardson's problem is consistency. Yeah, he he's been. He playing can go consistent. on a hot streak and then all of a sudden just like where this guy go like and then you start questioning like is he even like like that's what i thought last year watching the playoffs like tobias harris got in like a funk and i'm like i'm like what's going on i was like you're supposed to be uh, this really good shooter and all of a sudden you're not playing too well yeah no i mean that's i hate to keep drawing back to a completely different sport but like it seems like in professional sports if you're not consistent on a nightly basis you're not going to get the results that your team's looking for. Exactly. And ultimately, that's when you start packing up and uh, heading out the door. But, um, but yeah, I mean, with the Sixers, uh, the Sixers are definitely a powerhouse. They've been a powerhouse. Uh, we'll just see, like you said, what other, other people can do here. Yeah. So you want to 
Speaking of the Sixers Speaking and Philadelphia, oh my God, the wagon, baby. The Philadelphia Flyers are an absolute menace right now. Hockey puck, uh, or I think it's money puck or something like that, put out their polls uh, every so often where it shows like the percentages. And right now the Flyers have an astounding 12% chance of winning the cup, the highest in the league. Who would have thought? It's, a, it's amazing what you can do whenever you get some veteran players in the system. Is that actually true? Yeah, 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 yeah. They put it out this morning. Flyers have a 12% chance of winning the cup. What's, right what, now what's the percent to make it to the playoffs, though? 13? No, no. what, to make it to the playoffs? Yeah. As in to, like, make it to the first round? Yeah. 99.1%. What? They're not, are they even in a wild card right now? No, the Flyers right now, second in the Metro, fourth in the conference. Huh. As of right now, they are 36. No, 38, 20, and 7. They've won eight of their last 10. And are they've just beat New York in back-to-back games. They had the Capitals coming up either, I think, tomorrow night or Wednesday. If they beat the Capitals, right now the Capitals and the Metro sit at 86 points. Flyers sit at 83. They could beat the Caps. They'll be one behind them. The Caps don't play for another night. Flyers play the next night, which has the opportunity for them to jump them in the Metro. So I think in the Metro it's going to be a battle right now between the Flyers and the Caps. Uh, you know, with Ovi hitting that whole 700 scheme, could we see him drop off? Or do you think this is like a next he's level still, for Ovi? He's still gunning for You think he's Gretzky. still gunning for Gretzky's? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he said the minute he steps up for and hits Gretzky's, he's going to retire. Yeah. Um, That's all I Do I see about. Washington winning another cup? I No. Um, especially with the lack there of performance last year in the cup. Um, I want to say maybe they got kind of complacent. Yeah, it's gonna be. What's it's gonna be. What's it called? It's gonna be the Atlantic again. Representing. You, you think the, the Atlantic's gonna uh, win a cup? Yeah, not represent the East in the cup. You think the Atlantic's gonna represent the East? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm putting my money on the Metro. No, no I think way. it's gonna be a Metro Pacific final. Pacific? Yeah, I think Vegas. No way. I think Vegas. <laughs> no way. I definitely think Vegas. Vegas is stars. Been on a hot streak. No. Ah, eh, the stars. The stars. stars are pretty good though. You want me to pull it up ben right Bishop, now? <laughs> ben Bishop has been doing really good. But they always I mean, choke in the playoffs. I was actually looking at today. The most embarrassing thing I've seen in goals differential, Detroit Red Wings. They're already eliminated. I know. They're already eliminated. It's they're, so bad. Yeah, they're, like, they're eliminated they've won, from playoffs. They've won like, 14 games this year. Uh, 15. Sorry, 15. What's their goal differential right now? It's like minus 130-something. Minus 120 is the differential. Yeah, goal differential, minus 120. They've won 15 games, and how many games have they played? Uh, They played 67. 67, you won 14 games. 15. Sorry, like it matters at this point. You're already eliminated from the playoffs. And it's, we still got it's, about it's the worst dumpster fire the NHL has seen in years, in a long time. Which is very Since sad like because Columbus Blue Jackets probably like in that is early so years. The the early oh five oh six yeah. Jackets. No, see, and that's sad though because Detroit was like that was hockey yeah. town. Yeah. So can we say the curse of the Joe is hitting back in uh, Detroit? The curse of them leaving the Joe. Yeah. And going for a pizza company. I know. I mean, that, Little Caesars Arena is a great. I know they they totally went commercial. And now they they're suffering. But I mean, how 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 many years in a row is it that they made the playoffs? I know can't or Alex haven't. is probably like having a stroke listening to us right now. Oh wait, that they did or they have? Yeah, that they did. It was I think it was eighteen. Seasons. Eighteen in a row. Yeah, and and, and they haven't made. They it haven't in made the, in the last three or four. But yeah, or even more. I think it's five been years. it's been very depressing times uh, for the Red Wings, and they've gotten close. Yeah. But when you talk about a team that had such a powerhouse, and you know, you had Zetterberg, you had Lindstrom, you had uh, Alex. Swears they're on the up though. This the next. Well, okay. First off, Alex, we were literally just talking about this. So, 
okay, so they have a guy, right? They have a guy in the Liga. Moritz Sider. No, not oh, Moritz Sider. My boy. That's my no, boy. No, I don't remember his last name. It's Otto something. Uh, according to Alex, he's a seventh rounder. Kid got absolutely dummied the other night. He's a 19-year-old. Got absolutely dummied. Uh, apparently, he was released, released from the hospital. Uh, but word on the street is he's going to take the rest of the season off and hopefully come back next year. But uh, Alex claims that he was a – I got to pull up his, you know, little message that he sent me about him uh, because I don't want to, you know, twist his words around. So he said – Alex said he saw him at the prospect camp, uh, and he was electric. Apparently he's a dark horse to make the team in a couple of years. This Finnish kid playing in the Liga right now. Well, but absolutely got destroyed. I mean, this was just an absolute – I mean, his helmet got flown off. Like It was an absolutely nasty hit. Not saying it was a clean hit or that the kid needs to keep the head up, but that was an absolutely dumbified hit. And I just think, you know, I don't think things are looking very good right now for the wing. Sure, they might get Lafreniere – or Lafreniere, my bad. If people say Lafreniere, some people say Lafreniere. Who gives? Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. It's going to be a five-year turnaround at least. At most, because yeah. you know what's going to happen. Uh, Lafreniere is going to come into a system just like he, well, just like Edmonton was when Edmonton got McDavid. Yeah. Because at the time, McDavid was entering a system that just flunked in the last four, three, five, yeah. three or four years prior. You know, they had yeah. Taylor Hall, lost Taylor Hall. Uh, nice. Yeah, I know, right? They had Taylor Hall, lost Taylor Hall. Nugent Hopkins pretty much just tanked. Tanked. Um, yeah. Uh, I just forgot the kid's name. Um, he was the first round. Nail Yakupov was an absolute bust. Um, by far one of the biggest busts in NHL history Cam in the Talbot's last a bust. 20 years. Cam Talbot was the bust. No, well, don't, don't mess with my boy Cam Talbot. Okay, well, he sucks now. Because <laughs> he absolutely dummied Mike Smith. Or wait, no. It was the other way around. Yeah. Anyways, Mike <laughs> Smith dummied him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, don't talk to my boy Cam Talbot like that. Okay. But uh, it, it's kind of the same scenario, and, you know, now we got to start watching with Lafreniere's injury that he had in the World Juniors uh, that, you know, could be something that may come back and hurt him later on along the line, or hopefully this could be just something that he pops over. But I know at that time a lot of Detroit fans were, like, freaking out. But, I mean, if there's one way to go out to hopefully get the first-round pick, I mean, gosh, talk about putting all your eggs in one basket yeah. with a terrible goal differential and uh, winning four, 15, sorry, 15 games out of, like, 60, 70 plays so far. That's kind of embarrassing. And, Definitely sad times. And, in pro- and New Jersey will probably get their first round draft pick or the first yeah, overall draft. Yeah, pick. New Jersey will find a way. And, uh, and I pick. keep I keep talking about it. It was such a weak uh, weak draft year yeah. the year that Heischer and Nail or not Young, uh, Nolan Patrick got drafted. Yeah, because it was Jack so, Hughes it was isn't oversi- done anything either. He's starting. He's got like I think forty points right now. Forty points? I don't. Yeah, I remember hearing. Something I guess that's I'm not saying. bad. I think I heard on Chicklets that he again, had somewhere he, around like forty points. Again, like he's he starting is, to kind of get back up. Okay, but he's still young. I and prefer Kako. I definitely said Kako was a better option yeah. for uh, New Jersey. I don't think, I don't think that uh, Jack Hughes should have been the first overall pick. And I was saying that last year, right before the draft, I was like, I don't think he should be up there. I think he should be maybe like a third or fourth pick. Sure, the kid's got skill and. I just think his problem is his size because he was getting actually thrown around in the uh, world championship. Yeah, he's prime. starting to figure it out now, though. But besides that, you know, Speak, we talked a lot of speaking news. Of speaking hits. of big hits. Speaking of big hits. Now, talk about an absolute electric league that has taken <laughs> the sports world by storm and uh, has absolutely turned the tide of what was once the, the most confusing. Orlando Apollos. Yeah. The most confusing sports entertainment ever football that you have ever seen the xfl yeah and let's turn it over back to our houston analysts so, about listen. the absolute 
Electric House. I mean, yeah, like the Roughnecks are too good. <laughs> like, Only our quarterback's going to get the MVP. We're probably going to uh, win the whole thing. Biting like, the top off of uh, Bud Light Seltzer and making it a good day. Uh, every play from the Roughnecks. Listen, I haven't been back since the, NX, uh, the XFL has been going off, but listen. Like everybody can say, you know, Go it's off, like King. the G League. It's it's farm teams. It's second string football, and it's not good football. I have never enjoyed watching a football game as much as I have watching the NX, uh, XFL. I fall asleep during NFL games. I've never wanted to sit and watch a football game more than I want to watch the XFL. It's it's fun. It's, it's electric. Football. It's like stuff it's for the love of football. Exactly. And you know what? Shout out to Vince McMahon. He did it. He did it a lot he better this time. He did a lot better this time, and he's now, doing a million times better than the AAF. Okay, but one, well, yeah, the AAF was over by now. Did yeah. y'all see that? Uh, the one thing with, in the Vipers game. Okay, first of all, DC fell off. First like, off, as, finally the Vipers won. They actually <laughs> are like, I think they're like fifth or fourth in the power rankings for the entire league because yeah. they've been showing up the past twenty five. They won twenty five to nothing against the defenders. Who but were the defenders. undefeated? Yo, let's no, get they, the Apollo. Well, no, they were undefeated before the Wildcats played. Yeah. Before the before they got dummied by the Wildcats. And now they like got 50. dummied by the Vipers, who were winless. This league makes n- absolutely no sense. Cam, but let's get the so let's get the Apollos back in here into the XFL. I wish. Do you think? Okay, question no. here. Question <laughs> for question for the general public here. Do you think the XFL branches out again this season with more teams? More teams? Yes. Probably. Yes. Ah, with, I don't think they should. They'll go to ten. I don't think they should. Why is that? They, they should. They should go keep around the horn here. Let's see. All right. So okay. I don't, I don't think they should because I think they should continue with this eight team system or the technically nine team system, and they should continue to build money before they expand. Do you think that if they span, expand too quickly, they'll ultimately collapse? Yes. All right. Uh, I'll go over here to the other side of the table. Uh, Big Rob. Roberto Grande. Go ahead. Right. So. Like it, it all depends on how well they do by the end of this season. You know, the playoffs, the championships, uh, the majority of like football, uh, the majority of the money football. Like, let's use the NFL as comparison. They make the most money during the playoffs. That's when they have the most viewers, the most attendance. It's, that's when the games gets ex- gets exciting. The playoffs in the XFL right now is literally like two games and then a championship. It's the best two teams from each side of the country. They play. That's the playoffs and then the championship. Uh, they you need more teams to have a, co- a competitive and lasting playoffs uh, season as well as a good championship that will build up to. That's where they're going to make the money and s- sustain themselves longer to increase the league, ha- get better players, have better football, and th- overthrow the NFL because the NFL is garbage. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they should expand after one season. Uh, obviously, in the future, they should. But I wouldn't be surprised if they added two or four teams. Uh, but, I mean, it is absolutely electric. And, obviously, the Battle Hawks are the best in the East. And the Roughnecks are the best in the West. Uh, they met up earlier in the season. So, I can't wait to see it later in the season. Because all of these teams are finally hitting their strides. Except uh, for the defenders. <laughs> yeah, because they, they completely lost. They just hit a brick wall. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Renegades Roughnecks game was kind of close. Landry Jones got injured. Uh, he threw three picks in the first quarter. So he was having a very rough game. Dude, it's the, it's the most back and forth league ever. There's it's, no it's consistency. Just, you have eight teams that are all playing at a professional level who were just created months ago. 
they have like no background. All these yeah. players are just coming together. There's, for there's Riker like the first they're time. all like like every single game except for the Roughnecks. Every single game, like every single team has had a really bad game. Like the the defenders past two games were horrible. Vipers first three games were horrible. I wouldn't say last week was awful. Yeah, I guess they. I mean, they did play the Roughnecks. They, and they, they only lost by points. one point. So. But the the or first two games score. by the Vipers were absolutely atrocious. The Guardians week two game was terrible. Yep. Well, and then the Wildcats have had horrible games uh, besides the past two weeks. So uh, it's. Every team is figu- still figuring it out. Yeah. Except for the Roughnecks. What, the Roughnecks are awesome. What I think is crazy is uh, during the Vipers game when they go, each team gets to use their own balls, so they get to decide uh, They get to decide how much they air them up. This is Tom Brady's <laughs> league. They showed, the ta- they showed the Vipers ball, and the guy squeezes on it, and it's like half flat. This is, Tom Brady – is not going to be a free agent in the NFL. <laughs> you heard He's it here. He's going straight hot take. to the XFL. Hot take. Hot take. And here. he will throw for five thousand yards. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That, but, that would I mean, be yeah. beautiful. Uh, next week we got the Dragons and the Roughnecks blowout. Uh, <laughs> Guardians and Renegades. Renegades will probably win. Battlehawks and Defenders. Good night, DC. Uh, Vipers and Wildcats probably Vipers are gonna win. No, Wildcats here. Wild, I call I have Wildcats on that. Really? Yep. Mm, Wildcats beat the defenders thirty-nine nothing. Yeah, but that's the defenders. But the defenders suck. After they started sucking, mm-hmm. because literally that past week they threw. I mean, Cardell Jones threw one interception. The Wildcats played against like the Renegades a few weeks back. Uh, y- yeah, you might be, but the Vipers are so bad. The I Vikings think you need to start up, trusting on them. Put up points them. on the Renegades, but when they are faced with like a quarterback of any level of competency I, they crumble i literally couldn't tell you who's gonna win each game except for the roughnecks the roughnecks are the apollos of this league i actually guessed <laughs> uh i actually do the uh fox sport super six thing not sponsored uh i actually got two of the scores correct but uh yeah i didn't think the vipers were gonna win so <laughs> that was a little rough but i don't know all right yeah speaking of rough it's time for the graveyard. The infamous, the infamous graveyard. graveyard. If you're new here, the graveyard, everyone goes around, says something that... Uh, Give a big RIP to a certain person. does not like, he or she yes. does not like. Not necessarily. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, I'll start. Big RIP to the Red Wings. Um, I know we talked about them, but uh, man, they suck. <laughs> man, they're bad. I feel bad. It's just... I don't know how... I, I don't know how... Like I watched a game, and there was people in the stadium, and <laughs> there was people in the arena. I was like, "Yeah, they probably still sell out more." Th- uh, okay, yeah. so they probably still sell out more than the uh, the Florida Panthers do. Yeah, the Panthers are doing better than them. Speaking of the Panthers, though, there's a video. The Hawks were in uh, Florida the other night playing the Panthers, and I swear to God, it looked like it was the United Center. Really? <laughs> With how many Hawks fans were there? I'm like, imagine being the road team and always have home home ice advantage when you go and play a team in Florida. Yeah, but uh, that's normally how it is when you play. Against the Panthers. True that. Um, so my RIP goes out to two very special people. Ilya Kovalchuk, keeping the hockey trend, and Patrick Marlowe for both being absolute suitcases <laughs> and being dealt around yeah. significantly in the last two seasons. These guys yeah, cannot Mar- stay in one place. Where's Marlon? Mar- Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. He's yeah. in Pittsburgh. That's such a so weird place for him. He was in Toronto for two years, right? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the thing about Patrick Marlin. Was it, he had such a career in San Jose. Got traded to the Leafs. Was in Toronto for, I think, two and a half, two and a half years? Yeah. Gets dealt back to the Sharks. Everyone's like, no way. We got Patrick Marlowe back. This is sick. This is what we always wanted. Literally a month, three months later, trade deadline rolls up. <laughs> See ya. We're sending you to Pittsburgh. And they get back, or I think uh, San Jose got, I don't know who San Jose got as a result of that, but I think some, they got maybe like a draft pick or yeah, something. Yeah, a few draft but, picks. Uh, but yeah, now Pittsburgh has them back. Yep. And then if you want to talk about another suitcase, Ilya Kovalchuk. The kid builds a career in Atlanta. People were back when Atlanta was the thing. Atlanta folds. He goes to the K. He spends a couple years in the K with uh, CSK. Spends a couple t- uh, years there in the K, racking up the points. Decides, let's come back to the NHL. Everyone wanted him. Everyone wanted him. Devils, <laughs> everyone. Comes yeah. back. Signs. Didn't he sign with the Devils? He, I don't he was know with the Devils for a hot minute. Then he was with the Kings. Then he was with uh, who was he? Oh, Montreal. And now he's with uh, Washington. How I mean, it's, uh, Putin and Trump are going to have front <laughs> row seats to the Washington game. They have five whole Russians on that team. It, it's it's an absolute. It, it's an eco, it's an economic showcase over there in yep. DC. Wow, what a what a eulogy. Okay. Anyway, who, who's next? Sam. All right, uh, RIP to Anthony Davis for uh, getting absolutely just plowed over by John ja Morant, who uh, also RIP because he failed to dunk over Anthony Davis. The brow was weighing him down. <laughs> that That's All facts. that extra drag. Okay, who's but, next? Um, yeah, RIP to the Dragons who have to play the Roughnecks. Uh, yeah, you don't stand a chance. Okay. Uh, RIP to the entire NFL. Listen, the XFL is the future. It's over. I'm tired of this slow-ass football. We're moving on. Crushing seltzers. It's game time, baby. Well, there you have it. That was this week's Wicked Scores. Uh, as was, always, yeah, as follow always, us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Get to see some follow great videos. At Scores Wicked. At Scores Wicked, yes. Yep. At Listen uh, to us on we, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, anything, anything that else. you can stream your Radio. podcast on. SoundCloud. The website. Uh, Wicked 102.5.com Only fans I don't care Okay maybe not that <laughs> um, Anyways <laughs> Yeah we probably won't Be uploading for a, At least another week Because Spring, spring break. break Spring break So spring uh, broke, we'll see like you it. Probably in like two weeks Alright Love you guys See you later Bye Bye, Bye.